when we become aware and we are able to reframe something so that it doesn't disempower us, we're able to interrupt that pattern and we're able to repattern the brain with a more empowering pattern. Our brain works on networks and circuits. Everything is a pattern. And we have some patterns that are constructive, some that are destructive, some empower us, some disempower us, some are positive, some are negative. And most people are just unskilled in how do I let go of the stuff that's disempowering me and how do I create patterns that empower me? I'm on this journey with me. Each week when you join me, we are going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better tomorrow. I'm ready for my close-up. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so excited to introduce to you, and if you've been a listener of the podcast from 2019, you already know him, but if you haven't been, you're going to be excited to meet John Asaraf. He's one of the leading mindset and behavioral experts in the world. He's helped millions of people discover how to strengthen their mindset and upgrade their mental and emotional skills. He has built five multi-million dollar companies and is the author of two New York Times bestselling books. John was featured in the blockbuster movie, The Secret, and Quest for Success with Richard Branson and the Dalai Lama. He's been on Larry King, Anderson Cooper, Ellen DeGeneres, and every other major show out there. Today, he's CEO of Neurogym, which develops some of the most advanced neuroscience-based training programs for helping individuals and corporations maximize their fullest potential. John, thank you so much for being back here with us today. It's great to see you again, Heather. It's great to be back. Okay, so let's get to it. Obviously, John, since we last sat down and talked, COVID has happened, so much has happened, and now more than ever, people need your teaching. What are you seeing happening with people or what are you spending most of your time working with your clients on these days? Great question. Listen, for about 20, 25% of the population, COVID was a godsend to them, not from a health perspective, but from an opportunity perspective, because they were already well-versed at being what I call as an adaptationist. So an adaptationist is somebody who can quickly adapt to any outside circumstance. Now, 75% of the people did not adapt well to the outside circumstances. COVID, will it kill me? Will it not? Uh, Will I have a job? Will my business grow? Will my business retract? Will I be able to raise money? Will I not be? All of the uncertainty, stress, doubt, fear, and anxiety that it caused in the world affected a lot of people negatively. And the question is, why? Like, why, right? And the answer is most people are not skilled at being an adaptationist. Most people are skilled at staying in their comfort zone. Most people are skilled at doing and expecting more of the same. And so what I saw happen is people, a lot of people retracted. Some people, you know, moved forward and said, I'm going to take advantage of all the uncertainty. And what it did for us, more importantly, is really showed us the importance of having mental and emotional control no matter what. And a lot of times, you know, when I've talked, you know, with Navy SEALs, astronauts, CEOs, Olympic athletes, we're playing at the highest level of the game. They all train for worst case scenarios. They all train for enormous amounts of stress. So they learn how to respond instead of what the average person without the training does, and that is react. 
And there's a huge difference between the parts of the brain that we use to respond versus the parts of the brain we use to react. And one is an automatic trigger and behavioral pattern. And the other one is a deliberate one. And so we did a lot of work with entrepreneurs. We did a lot of work with, you know, day-to-day people who were just struggling and really helped them shift their mindset as we helped them upgrade their skill set so that they were able to get through and navigate through a very, very challenging time that isn't over yet. I know, isn't that, if it wasn't enough on these people who are having a hard time adapting and changing, which P.S., I'm one of them, as I was just complaining to you offline, I hate Zoom, I hate being isolated, I miss in person, and, you know, it's not up to us to choose. What are some of the tools or tactics that you teach to people like me, selfishly, that wish things would change, but they're not? Well, first and foremost, you know, the serenity prayer is actually really beautiful right about now, right? It's, uh, what is it? How does it go? It says, God grant me the courage to change the things that I can, the courage to accept the things I can't, and the wisdom to know the difference. So listen, what we cannot do is change COVID and what is happening, right? We can't change it. It is a reality. But what we can do is ask ourselves, okay, first and foremost, how can I protect myself and my family? First and foremost, in regards to whether you believe in being vaccinated or not vaccinated, boosters or not boosted, whatever's right for you is right for you. And you do that, part one. Part two, ask yourself, even when this is happening, how can I get healthier, make more money, adapt, upgrade my knowledge, upgrade my skills, take advantage of the situation instead of allowing the situation to control me. So I hear people talk about, for example, you know, the COVID-19, yep, I gained 19 pounds, right? And I said, well, the COVID-19, I got healthier. Uh, The COVID-19, my business really struggled and failed. Uh, I'll show you a hundred of my clients whose businesses thrived, right? And the question is, how is it possible that in chaotic, uncertain, stressful times, some people get healthier, some people do better, some people make more money, some people do better in their relationships and others fail. And the first answer is, could it be that what they are focusing on determines how they feel and how they feel determines what they do or don't do? So is it possible for us to learn how to train our brain to focus on possibilities and opportunities and accelerated success techniques and methodologies instead of being victimized by circumstance? And this is something that I call as the razor's edge. Highly successful people, I'm going to say highly successful, it doesn't matter if it's health or wealth, relationships or business or or career, it doesn't matter. But highly successful people have learned how to take their brains, what we call is the attention units, and focus it on what they want and how to achieve it, regardless of circumstances or resources, versus what they don't want because of resources or circumstances. Because there's always two sides to the coin. And since we have this $100 billion biocomputer that we own with no mortgage on it, maybe it's just a function of learning how to use it better. Here's the thing, this frustrates the heck out of me, and I'm so glad you're here to answer this. 
I know and believe in everything you say, as you know, I've read your books, I've watched your movie, you know, I'm, John is right. I totally agree. And when things are coming together and going well, I'm living it and breathing it, right? And it's working and I felt powerful and I'm happy and I'm clear on my intentions and I'm doing the right things. However, and this is so awful to say, but it's the truth, when things start getting really hard, right? And there are some big surprises and major challenges, virtual school or, you know, health issues or financial struggles, whatever it may be. And sometimes it's all of them at one. And those are the moments it really yeah. turns bad, right? When those things happen, even though I know the right things to do, I find myself not doing them and it makes me crazy. Uh, and then I get more upset. Right. So I love what you just said, because you just said, even though I know what I should do, even though I know who I could call, even though I know what I can do, I don't do it. And here's why. So 97% or more of our behavior is automatic. 3% is because of a conscious choice or decision. Part one, part two. In times of stress, our brain actually defaults to a part of our brain called the striatum. And this part of our brain, the striatum, is where our habits reside. So the way that we have been trained and conditioned to behave under stress is what actually comes out faster under stress. So let me give you an example. Let's take three different types of people in our society. An astronaut, okay, a firefighter, and a Navy SEAL. So an astronaut out in space, a firefighter, you know, in a building that's exploding or burning, and a Navy SEAL underwater. How much training do you think these elite people go through, not just to know what to do, but what to do under the most severe situations? Astronaut, they're, you know, in the space station, and all of a sudden, everything just goes black. They can't see. Do they not have to train on every single portion of their little capsule so they know which buttons are where because they visualized it and simulated in their mind so many times under enormous amounts of stress for three, four, five years? Of course. Firefighter. Uh, Somebody says, I want to be a firefighter. Uh, Do you think that uh, she just says, I want to be a firefighter, then she just goes into a burning building? Or do they practice the different types of fires, the different types of scenarios over and over and over and over and over again so that they simulate and prepare for fighting a fire, small ones, big ones, explosions, whatever could go wrong, they've practiced. Navy SEAL on a mission, you know, to save a city, to save us from a nuclear bomb. They're underwater. They're met with two or three members of the opposing enemy's team. And their mask is being taken off. Their BC, their regulators being shut off. They are being met with enormous amounts of stress. And if they don't handle it calmly, they die. So when I hear people saying, I know what to do because I've read about it. And I know what to do because, you know, maybe I've done it once or twice here or there. There hasn't been enough practice under that kind of pressure to automatically behave calmly where you're responding. So you're reacting automatically at the highest level of training you've had. Makes sense? It it makes total sense. But it's so it's about practicing, operating, choosing the right action step and behaviors under practicing under stress. You got it. And that's what every athlete does. 
you know, whether you're going to the Olympics, whether you're football, basketball, skating, whatever the case is, you learn not only how to prepare and practice where everything's going well, you learn how to prepare and practice for things that don't go well. The average person, all right, like this particular COVID scenario, when I was 19, which was 1980, I got into real estate and interest rates were 21%. I didn't know that was not normal. So I learned how to sell in 21% interest rates because that's what I was taught. You know, 87, 88, 90, we've had four major recessions since 1980. So when COVID happened and things went, you know, to the shits for a lot of people, I was like, I've seen this before. Maybe not the health scare, but there was enough information that I could find out what to do to be ultra protective, how to adapt, how to shift. I'll give you an example. There were, um, when COVID started, I had um, 25 people in a private mastermind group, clients of mine, business owners that have never been through, you know, a recession or never been through something like this. And they're all, you know, wanting to grow their businesses. In the first 30 days, the first thing we worked on with every single one of them was to reduce costs immediately, immediately. Why? We did an inventory of their team. We did an inventory of their vendors, of, of the tools, the resource they were spending. And almost across the board, every one of them cut expenses by 30, 40%. Why? Because I already know how long a recession can last. I already know, you know, how businesses operate. And you know how many of those businesses made it right through COVID and actually many of them survived and did better? Every one of them. Why? Because the first measure when, when something like this happens is you have to act, okay, for survival first. Not just personal survival, but your survival of your business. And the first thing you do, need to do is you've got to eliminate anything that isn't critical and urgent. Now, if you don't know how to think that way because you don't have the experience, you might take a month or three months or six months or eight months and then, oh my God, what do I do? When PPP came out, many of them, like, we don't need it. Oh, oh no, no, you're getting it. It's free money, right? So, so the point that I want to make is an untrained mind reverts to reacting and behaving in certain ways. So if you want to, for example, right now, double or triple or quintuple your income, the how-to already exists. But if you don't know how to, you're not going to take action, even if you do know how to, but you um, have fears of failing or fears of disappointing yourself or fears of being embarrassed, ashamed, ready to judge. You're not going to take action. So if you don't know how to overcome any of your mental or emotional obstacles, you may know what to do, but you're not going to do it. When I started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my group coaching on the regular, and it is just so easy, all because I use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. I didn't know what I was going to do when I got fired. Launching my own business seemed so intimidating. I didn't know how to set up a website, and I really didn't need to. Shopify does it all for you, and they make it so easy. It was that breakthrough moment for me that I realized I can do this. I can go to work for myself. Thanks to Shopify. What I love about Shopify is you don't need to have all this technology information ready to, you don't need to know how to plan and run things. You just need to go to the platform, turn it on and know what you're selling. And Shopify is going to help you figure out the rest. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries, including your girl right here. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash monahan all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monahan now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Monahan. No matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. When starting out a new business, it's a complete pain to get through the LLC part. Taylor Brands makes it 90% easier. It's easy and affordable to get your LLC with Taylor Brands. Taylor Brands offers all the legal requirements for LLCs, such as registered agent, annual compliance, EIN, operating agreement, business license and permits, and much more. Taylor Brands walks you through each step of building a successful business and has everything you need all in one place. Bookkeeping, invoicing, business licenses and permits, business documents, bank accounts, and so much more. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using this link, taylorbrands.com slash confidence. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash confidence. So get started today with Taylor Brands. You may read books, go to courses, go to events, go to seminars, that doesn't change behavior long-term. It changes awareness. It might give you some you know, temporary knowledge, but it will not change behavior. And so when we're dealing with you know, success and high-performance mindset, high-performance emotional control, high-performance behaviors, we have to enter the world and the domain of high-performance habits. And I know having taken some of your programs and obviously consuming, you know, all of your books and so much of your content that you practice and, and teach visualization, you practice and teach, and and there's tracks on basically hypnosis that you're offering through some of these programs. How does all that come together to um, impact change for people? Sure. So, you know, hypnosis is a technique to bypass the critical thinking brain and access the subconscious brain where the patterns exist. And so you can use hypnosis to overcome obstacles. You can use hypnosis to release addictions. You can use hypnosis to visualize, which is a simulation of the success you want. You could use affirmations, declarations, promises. You can use in the past frames. You can use embedded commands. You can use future pacing. These are all techniques that we can actually use 
to rewire and refire the brain, the neurons in the brain, to embed more powerful ideas, commands, suggestions, language patterns that'll actually cause you to take actions that are being afraid of taking action. So there are you know, 10 or so methodologies. Uh, visualization is one of them. Affirmations, promises, declarations are another one, but they all have to be done in a specific brainwave frequency that allows you to be more open to it than having your conscious, critical thinking brain holding you back and wanting to repeat old patterns. And so the work that I do in the behavioral neuroscience field is to understand what are the different components to my brain, right? So for example, behind me, you'll see you know, Einstein over here and Frankenstein's monster over there. And people ask me, why do you have that in your studio? I said, well, Einstein brain, the left prefrontal cortex, we know that is our um, conductor. That's our orchestra leader. That's the part of our brain that can imagine a better future, uh, whether it's being an author, a speaker, building a business, making hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, traveling the world, giving to charities, having a beautiful car and clothes and all. We can imagine that. We can actually even use that part of our brain to say, well, how would you achieve that, Heather? Hey, well, what I could do is this and this and this and this. I can have a podcast. I can have people on my podcast. I can get the podcast out to people. The people will follow me. The people see my work. And I can do this and this and this and this and this. And you go, oh, my God, that's so awesome. But we also know that this Frankenstein's monster part of our brain, which is the right prefrontal cortex, is also paying attention. And this part of your brain goes, but what if it doesn't work? What if you do your best and you fail? What if you invest money in that and you fall flat on your face and, oh my God, you're going to be embarrassed again. You're going to be ashamed. You're going to be rejected. You're going to be judged. You're going to be rejected. You are going to disappoint yourself and your kids and your family again. Well, what do you do about that? What do you do when that part of your brain is activating the what if negative, which is its responsibility, no different than your brakes in your car but the responsibility to slow down the car, maybe even stop. And the sensors in your car send signals to the dash that you're out of gas or you're down on windshield wiper fuel or your front tire is low on air. There's signals. Well, if you haven't learned how to use this part of your brain and manage that part of your brain, you're going to have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake and you're going to procrastinate. You're going to sabotage. You're going to take four steps forward and three steps back and you're going to be stressed and you're going to be confused and you're going to be on the like, Why is this so hard? Well, it's so hard because you haven't upgraded your mindset and your skill set. And you own the most powerful biocomputer in the whole universe called your brain. But without understanding how it works, how does self-sabotage work? How do your habits, like, do you know how to deactivate a disempowering, negative, destructive habit? Most people are like, stop. Uh, if it was that easy, nobody would have bad habits. Right. Stop. Okay. Yeah, great. That's like saying, well, I want access to the safe, uh, but I don't know what the numbers are to open it. The money's in the safe. So the work that I love to do, as you know, is get people to think past the obvious and to understand that all of my results, me, you, for health, wealth, relationships, career, business, all results are effects. The question is effects of what, right? So obviously it's going to be an effect of my thinking. It's going to be an effect 
of my beliefs or limiting beliefs. It's going to be an effect of my confidence and certainty or lack thereof. It's going to be an effect of my fears or courage. It's going to be an effect you know, of my habits. It's going to be an effect of my self-image and self-worth. And so my question for people is, okay, I'll agree with that. Um, what are you doing to upgrade your self-image? What are you doing to eliminate the limiting beliefs? What are you doing deliberately, right, to let go of disempowering, destructive habits? What are you doing to manage fear? What are you doing to augment your courage and self-confidence? And most people do not have a methodical plan for that. So I say, oh, so you're just playing life on the surface in the kindergarten or grade school level, and you want pro results. That's everybody, right? I mean, that's the majority of people. And I'll tell you, even just listening to you right now, you know, I'll just share that during this time for me, because I'm a tremendous extrovert and I've been home by myself speaking to a computer for so long that it's really been wearing away at me. I started developing anxiety when I'm driving on a highway, which has never been an issue in my life before. I recognize this is something bigger than what I'm thinking day to day. So I actually reached out to a hypnotist and I've been working for the past month on lowering the anxiety and relaxing my brain. And one of the things John's so interesting is he was talking about different parts of your brain and how we, we do different exercises, whether it be visualization, smell, sense, while I'm tapping, like activating different parts of my brain. So it's super confusing at the, the same time, but suddenly when I'm driving now, I'm not as anxious anymore. And then also giving me tools like rapid eye movement and, you know, some different things that I have some go to it. It truly makes such a difference, but so often people don't know there's solutions out there to help empower them. And what happens is in the absence of knowing that there are solutions or learning the skills that you're learning, which I'm proud of you for, I'm going to give you another two, by the way, they keep repeating the pattern, which means they reinforce the pattern, then the pattern becomes a habit, then a part of their brain actually says, let me just automate this, and I'm just going to make this, you know, normal, and I'm going to create these triggers and behaviors and rewards around that pattern. Oh, that's awesome. So so let me give you a little visual. In my um, best-selling book, Inner Size, which I know you have, Heather, we've talked about, you know, it comes with with audios, right, that you can listen to. I want you to listen to audio inner size number one, two, and three. So inner size number one is called Take Six, Calm the Circuits. Inner size number two is called AIA, A-I-A, and inner size number three is Flip Flop Actors Studio. Let me explain. When I hear somebody saying, I feel anxiety, okay, let's go deeper than the surface. What does I feel anxiety means. It means that I'm consciously aware that the vibration that my body is in is uncomfortable. I don't like it. And it almost feels like a current of of too much coffee. And if you leave anxiety unchecked, it could move into panic. But let's understand that when something triggers the neurochemicals in our brain into our bloodstream, The feeling is called anxious. Now, I'm consciously aware of the vibration that the cells in my body are oscillating at. But a more skilled person will say, what's triggering the circuit? Because it's all about circuits that are turned on or off. Motivational circuit, spiritual circuit, fear circuit, doubt circuit, anxiety circuit, panic circuit. 
So if my brain has circuits that I can flip on or off or that flip on or off automatically, the question is, okay, when I get into the car and I get on the highway, let's say, what's triggering this anxiety state? Now, when we're in an anxious state, we know that there's two parts to our nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, the fight-flight-freeze reaction that's automatic, or the calm-to-respond circuit. When you're getting into your car uh, or the highway, something is causing the trigger to happen, which is causing the feeling. I never worry about the feeling. I know how, I'll show you in two seconds how to let go of the feeling, but I want to understand what's triggering the circuit. Let's play there. So I can give you techniques to what to do, okay, with the anxiety, but instead of doing that, why not go to what's causing the trigger, right? So if there's a short circuit, right, lights go off, lights go on, computers go on, computers go off, right? So my question, and this will be something that you can do, first and foremost, when the anxiety trigger happens, uh, six slow breaths in through your nose, as slowly as you can, hold at the top for two or three seconds, and then slowly, slowly, slowly breathe out like you're breathing after a straw and focus on the airflow coming out of your mouth. That's inner size number one called take six, calm or turn off the circuit first. Why? When we're in an anxious state, we've activated the Frankenstein right prefrontal cortex part of our brain, and it starts to accentuate that which we are anxious about, the fear, the anxiety, what's causing the stress. But when we deactivate that, we actually reactivate the Einstein left prefrontal cortex, the thinking brain, the executive director, the orchestra leader of our brain and body and behaviors, And now in a calm, relaxed, responsive state, I can go to inner size number two called AYA, awareness, intention, action. In this calm state, I can become aware of just before I started feeling anxious, what was I doing? What was I thinking, right? Like, I want to know my thoughts, my feelings, emotions, sensations, and the behaviors. Now, if I do that, without judgment, blame, shame, guilt, or justification, or fear, right? If I do it in that state, and then I go, what's my intention right now? Now that I know, what's my intention? My intention is to stay calm. My intention is to release, okay, this anxiety. My intention is to discover why it's caused and eliminate it at the cause. And then you say, well, what's one action that I can continue or that I can take to make that intention a reality. So my intention is, let me continue breathing slowly so I stay calm and deactivate this anxiety circuit. Let me get off the highway and then come back on. You can come up with your intention to interrupt the pattern. The reason you're doing EMDR and tapping is to interrupt the pattern. But the next level of that is to interrupt the cause. So that's inner size number two. But Each one of those two simple inner sizes, just hearing about it doesn't change anything. It's practicing them that changes them. Now you have a skill that when you're feeling anxious, take six, calm the circuits, do the eye inner size, and the flip-flop actor studio is practicing moving from one emotional state to another. So is it true that Hollywood actors and actresses can, they are the Olympic athletes of emotional 
control. You can say, be angry. And they're like, I'm really angry right now, right? So I don't know what the hell you're doing, but stop doing that. You'd be happy. <laughs> they can start laughing on dying. They can be sad. So is it possible that with practice, you can actually shift states? Yeah. Great. But if we're thinking about what we're feeling and we're feeling what we're thinking about, we're going to keep reactivating the same circuits. CBDistillery.com is giving you an exclusive offer and it's huge right now. You can get up to 30% off everything. If you've struggled with sleep, stress, or pain after physical activity, CBDistillery.com has a targeted plant-powered solution just for you. I love hearing how many of you have seen improvement in your daily life thanks to CBD. So if better sleep, more calm, and relief from discomfort after physical activity sounds good to you, you should explore CBD. Don't miss this massive sale and get up to 30% off your order. Visit cbdistillery.com and enter VIP. That's cbdistillery.com and enter VIP at cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. So shift the thinking, shift the control from unconscious, not having control to conscious control. And once you learn just those three techniques and you discover what is triggering my anxiety, specifically when I'm driving, now the same trigger won't happen. I used to have this insane feeling when I used to drive. If I had my feet in closed shoes, I would feel claustrophobic. I was like, oh my God. I gotta get my shoes off. And then I realized, what, what, what am I doing taking my shoes off while I'm driving? Because I just can't stand the feeling. And there was no reason. Just like when I got in the car, if my feet were in shoes, I have to take the shoes off until I interrupted the pattern because the trigger was getting in the car. There's nothing wrong with having shoes on. Right. But even as I'm talking to you about it, I could feel my feet in my shoes, but it doesn't bother me because this is years and years and years ago. So the whole point of this, right, is. When we have the ability to manage our mindset and our emotions, that's when we actually start to apply what we learn or what we know from before even more. But we have to practice enough to make the control part of our unconscious processes versus our conscious. It's so clear to me now because I remember having done this back in 2019 when you taught me about this initially. Here's the problem. I haven't been practicing it enough. And so I appreciate you reminding me. I have the skills. I have the tools. I need to put them into practice intentionally. And, and I'm going to do that. And it's so funny when you just described the shoe thing, that's how I feel about the highway thing. It's like, it, this makes no sense. So I completely, I applaud you on sharing that because I'm sure people listening right now have their own weird thing that they're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's just a mental pattern, right? And the key is to be aware of it, interrupt it, change it. So it doesn't control you. And I haven't had that happen in probably 20 years, but I remembered it when you said to me, you know, get in a car. Why, why am I afraid of being on the highway? Well, something happened. Okay. Whether it was something that you watched on TV, a movie, something you heard, something you read that accessed your subconscious mind, created a pattern, an emotional pattern, and it gets triggered. Our brain works on cues or triggers, behaviors and rewards, right? Or triggers behaviors, okay, and stress <laughs> as well. And that it just builds these patterns. And it's it's agnostic to whether the patterns are constructive or destructive. It just builds patterns. 
right? And when we access this subconscious mind, we could be watching a movie. I'll never forget this. We were, I had an event many, many years ago. And um, we did this segment in the afternoon called Fear Factor based on the TV show Fear Factor. Yeah. And we asked people who would like to come on stage and participate in Fear Factor. And we got a $5,000 grand prize, 2,500 second prize, $1,000. But we're going to make you do things that you're not going to want to do. And, you know, we had a whole bunch of people put their hands up. And um, so one of the things that we did, we had the stinkiest cheese in the world. We had people eating like dried crickets. And then we said, and then for, like, for the final thing, doors swung open. We had three guys that were about, uh, I don't know, 200 pounds each carrying a 12 foot, 300 pound white albino python into the room. And we had people running for the doors. We had like 500 people in the audience, like 50, 60 people ran for the doors. Other people were like, oh my God, that's amazing. And this one specific woman, I can't remember her name. She was a Filipino woman in her 60s. She was like petrified. She was standing up, you know, shaking. I was like, why are you shaking? Oh my God, I'm so afraid of snakes. What caused you to be so afraid of snakes? She goes, television. I saw a snake eating somebody on television when I was a little girl. This woman was in her 60s, had this fear, this visceral feeling of fear around snakes. She'd never seen a snake because of what she watched on television that her brother taunted her about the snake that's going to come into the village that she grew up in and is going to eat her that night and kill her. And then she just locked in that pattern and kept running locked it over in. and over, kept locked practicing in. it. <laughs> 45 minutes later, she was taking pictures, caressing the snake, kissing the snake, and doing photographs with our photographer there because we helped her recognize. So we did a process called the 4R process. It's called recognize, reframe, release, retrain. And so when we become aware and we are able to reframe something so that doesn't disempower us, we're able to interrupt that pattern and we're able to repattern the brain with a more empowering pattern. Our brain works on networks and circuits. So it works on networks and circuits for how much you weigh, for the kind of relationship you have, for how much you earn, for your business growth. It, everything is a pattern. And we have some patterns that are constructive, some that are destructive, some empower us, some disempower us, some are positive, some are negative. And most people are just unskilled in how do I let go of the stuff that's disempowering me and how do I create patterns that empower me? And so all the work that I do, uh, whether it's in my books or the events that we do that are online for people, is to help people have more conscious control, conscious patterns. Everybody listening right now has something that has held them back that, that now they're aware they can change. And I'm hoping that you can share a little bit with us about what you're doing so that people can actually put these practices in, into motion. So one of the things that we have coming up, and I know that uh, you've been to the one we had that we did last year, is our Brainathon. This year, the theme is change your brain, change your income. And our goal is to help a thousand people over the next year become millionaires. And people might say, really? Well, we have people that have been watched the Brainathon. It's free. Learn the techniques from me and the other brain experts and have actually gone on to become millionaires in less than a year. So we're doing an event. People can sign up. I'll give you the link for it if you'd like to invite people. It's free. It starts at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. It'll go till probably about, I don't know, 2, 3, 4 o'clock. This is going to be the ninth annual Brainathon. So this year's guests are me, and I'll be teaching some stuff. Uh, Jack Canfield, who has sold, was the inventor of the Chicken Soup of the Soul series, who sold 500 million books. He's going to share his 
success principles for, for wealth. Lisa Nichols, who is also with me in the movie, The Secret, she's going to be on there. Marissa Peer, who is a master hypnotherapist, worked with Hollywood stars, British royalty, athletes, and everybody else. She'll show you know, some, some of the powers of hypnotherapy for self-hypnotherapy. Uh, Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett, one of the top neuroscientists and neuropsychologists in the world, top 1% of all cited neuroscientists in the world right now. She'll be sharing you know, how to use your brain to build your dream life. Uh, and then Dr. John Demartini, who is brilliant at the success principles for wealth and an amazing life. And we'll be sharing some of the latest stuff that we've discovered over the last year to change your brain so you can change your income and live the life of your dreams. And that's October 23rd, Saturday, again, Saturday morning. I did join last year. It was an incredible experience. I completely support this event. I will be there myself. Awesome. I mean, with a lineup like that. Uh, how can you miss it, right? To buy a ticket to that lineup would be thousands of dollars. And to know that you're doing this for free, John, is unbelievable. You're changing lives. And that's one of the things I appreciated at your last event was so many of your past attendees come back and share their personal story of their challenges and in real time, how they've worked through it through your teachings. It's amazing to hear. And we'll have five or six, you know, people that were on last year's Brainathon this year sharing. Here's what I learned last year. Here's what I did. Take a look at what I did. Well, I think this year we have uh, Carl Harvey, who's built two multi-million dollar businesses. Caroline Sanderson, who's a hairdresser, mom of two with a baby on the way, just got divorced. Business in the rut. She started a hair salon that was just going downhill, almost bankrupt, became a millionaire in less than a year. We got several people that are just everyday people that are just learning how to change their brains so they change their incomes in their lives. And they're just applying the stuff that we teach. And that's really the key, right? Is knowledge is everywhere, but applying the right knowledge at the right time and the right mm -hmm. skills, that's what gets the results. So if you want to learn how to, uh, you know, change your brain so you double or triple your income or your business in the next 12 months, then join us on the Brainathon. All right. Well, that link will be in the show notes below. Join me there. It is definitely worth your time. And John, thank you so much for putting this free event on for everyone. Thank you, Heather, so much. So great to see you. And if you want to go deeper on some of the stuff we talked about, just text me. You're the best, John. Thank you so much. Until October 23rd, I'll meet everybody there. Till next week, keep creating your confidence. on this journey with me. Hi, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast that I am so excited about, Negotiate Your Best Life, hosted by Rebecca Zung, a part of the Yap Media Network. As a globally renowned narcissist negotiation expert and an attorney recognized by U.S. News as a best lawyer in America, Rebecca shares her invaluable insights and strategies for navigating life's toughest negotiations. By drawing from her own experiences and the wisdom of her high-profile guests, such as Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, John Gordon, and Rebecca delivers empowering advice that will inspire you to reclaim control 
of your life. Negotiate Your Best Life is all about how to negotiate your way to greatness. She provides practical guidance on how to break free from toxic relationships, stand up against injustice, and transform chaos into freedom, possibility, and purpose. Many times, the first negotiation you do is with your own in the morning. In the morning is when you wake up, and that's when Negotiate Your Best Life is time for you. It's about to find your way to greatness, conquering obstacles, and creating the life you truly deserve. Get ready to slay thrive and unlock your full potential. Don't believe me? I'm going to go ahead and share some of the reviews that are out there so you can hear and you can believe too. You have helped me so much these last few weeks. I was with a narcissist for two years. She drove me to the point I wanted to take my own life. Listening to you has made a massive difference and now I know what I'm with. Thank you, Rebecca. Now the recovery. Thank you for gifting the knowledge to believe in myself again. You have unknowingly helped me legally represent myself through criminal, federal, and civil court proceedings with a narcissist. There would be so many people around the world that you're helping without even knowing like me. You saved my life. Emma, 35 years old, Australia. If you are ready to stand up against injustice and transform the chaos in your life into freedom, possibility, and purpose, then check out Negotiate Your Best Life now. Subscribe to Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.